0: Hi guys, welcome to the first episode of the Seven Sins Modern Man podcast. Um, we're going to basically be talking about Wrath, but I thought I would just preface that by saying we ended up recording so much in the first episode that we've actually split it into two parts. So you are listening to part one, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome to Seven Sins Modern Man. Um, today we're basically looking at our first proper episode, and today we're going to be looking at Wrath. And I'm here with my co host Jack. Who is thankfully hosting me in his house and it's pretty comfy and it's nice to actually have someone to talk to about these topics rather than just talking to myself (laughs) in my room. (laughs) Um basically, yeah, like I first think we wanted to talk about wrath with you in particular just because I think it's something that we've talked about a lot in terms of like anger and Like from the little things
1: like road rage, or I think we share a lot of the same views on what makes us angry and what you know, why,
0: yeah. And then I think we consume a lot of similar media that deals with wrath. Like, I think one of the topics we'll be looking at in the macro sense is like human conflict, so like war. Um, we watch a lot of like Band of Brothers together, Generation Kill, um,
1: we watched Danger Close recently, yeah, exactly. The Vietnam War.
0: So it's it's an interesting topic, and I think we've all got either family that were involved, or we've heard of someone that was involved, or like we, we want to know more about it, or the history behind it. So it's, it's an interesting topic for us yeah, personally. So I think it'll be it was something I wanted to talk about first. Also, it's, you know you want to a good mate, so I think it was Yeah,
1: It's a good way to start the series off, right? Yes, yeah. So a yeah, so it's it's of comfortability, exactly.
0: Um, so first, sort of going over, I guess the concept of wrath. I think. Uh, the seven sins, as they're defined, like the, the the wrath, as like a biblical from a biblical perspective, I guess, is like extreme anger, or as like extreme. Um, I think we saw we both saw that quote.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm just trying to find. Um, we both saw that
0: quote on the wiki article for the seven sins. It's basically, you know, um, was a judgment. F- I'll find it. Yeah, it's basically like judgment taken to its logical in- in next step. Um, I think something that's kind of interesting that I I'll just waffle for a bit while you find it, <laughs> but basically, like I think something's kind of interesting that the, the, the Bible basically has wrath as a like a mega sin, like one of the big ones, and yet simultaneously you see the theme of like divine wrath comes up very frequently, in at least Catholicism, probably in other religions as well, pretty heavily. Like um, I, I know I know of it in like Hinduism as well, um, and I'm sure they all have those themes of angry gods, you know yeah stretching all the way back to probably paganism as well um but it's quite interesting like you think of when i was looking for like a picture to put up instead of when i put up guernica i was thinking of like it's quite funny a lot of the images for wrath were the angels or the angel basically telling adam and eve to get out of the garden of eden yeah i thought that was quite funny like it's this major and yet when the angels do it it's fine (laughs) yeah But um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, we can never talk to an angel, so we'll
1: <laughs> um, never get like a statement. Love of justice perverted to revenge and spite is the Dorothy Elsayers quote. But I swear that's not the one we found. I think it's slightly different.
0: Yeah, I'll, um, it was it was a good one. But basically, basically, the way we're gonna take it and interpret it today for you guys is, is extreme anger or rage or you know wrath. And like, it's being modern,
1: wrathful. And it's modern context yeah yeah we, yeah
0: and loosely like we're not going to be dead on exactly the biblical the, mean, the, the catholicistic i mean that's how, sort of word. yeah <laughs> <laughs> the, the 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 religious approach to it it's yeah. going to be just about like personal life and i
1: think we're with, not professional psychologists either like we, there's no way that we'd like accurately break down this yeah, what, yeah. what is obviously a very complex issue this is purely just like i think personal experiences from two people that share a similar worldview yeah yeah,
0: yeah. I think that's, yeah, again, like, I think we come to agreement on a lot of things around the subject, mm. and it's something that, you know, sometimes we, I think you and I have both noticed we can be a little wrathful about the, you know, in spades. Yeah, and, I think
1: if anyone that's listening has ever been in the car while I'm driving, they'll, <laughs> uh, they'll understand <laughs> yeah. how much even even really simple things just piss me off. Yes. Yeah, um, I think it was interesting, uh, the, the Wikipedia article that Serge sent me was uh, talking about how wrath is it stems from impatience Mm -hmm. and that that kind of hit home for me because i think that kind of explains where (laughs) that dude outside that just passed was just glaring at me
0: (laughs) he was was wrathful yeah
1: Yeah. um wrathful he um yeah yeah it stems from impatience and i think it does and i think that's when it turns into you know in that and the the concept of wrath the divine you know the deadly sin is is when you take out your impatience on people who are undeserving, and that's yeah, what wrath like on is. the
0: innocence. Yep. Like when you when you find something so frustrating, you take it out on others. Is never a positive trait. You know, it's not virtuous. Yeah,
1: to deal to people that don't deserve your wrath. Yeah, and I think I think it's sometimes that. Yeah, the question that needs to be asked is like, I don't know. Let's go back to the driving thing. Like, if you're behind someone that's driving solely, and you beep at them, is that deserved? Yeah, I, I yeah. guess
0: like that's the problem. I think is is the human brain or the human mind is we can justify so many things, and even hmm. I think I think what I wanted to approach today was the micro and the macro. That's yep. kind of how I split up. As you can see in the draft, is basically like looking at personal rage, you know, like <laughs> at the micro level ourselves, and then at the macro level when things like nations. Well, I'm, not, I'm never angry. <laughs> I think like when when nations yeah. start um, justifying their their wrath. Yeah. When, when you start hearing people say oh the you know the drone strike was justified and you know it's civilians who' bear the bright you know those innocents.
1: well i think i think uh, i mean i know we'll talk about war more later on but i yeah. think that like the the second world war is one where you could look back and go there was a lot of wrath to be i don't know dished out by yeah. the allies yeah. to the to the Germans because of what they did but i mean it was relatively unknown and there were rumors and things like that during the war but it wasn't really until afterwards that they realised the scope of this. And I think when the Allies were fighting the Axis, they didn't hate them. Like, the Vietnam War is a war where the Americans hated the Viet Cong. Like yeah, they... I'm, always,
0: I'm always drawn back to that um, that documentary with uh, Atticus Ross and... What, what are they Who What's it called?
1: Ken Burns?
0: Yeah, Ken Burns. Yeah, the Ken yeah, Burns yeah. one where, they, where that guy says, you know, I truly hated them. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like a personal hatred. But then
1: you see you see veterans from, like, the Second World War like hugging and crying and being like, you know, we fought the same enemy, which was ourselves. Mm. You know,
0: it'll yeah. be um, it be something we definitely top uh, go over in more detail. Um, what I think first, I will look at the more ourselves, I guess, in terms of like the internal or the micro. Um, I I put it in the draft because the- <laughs> we already talked about it, but <laughs> so I it's think got sort this of terrible joke coming up. I I, I always love that bit in the IT crowd where they go to like the stress management clinic. And the guy in the very clipped, very, like, soft voice is like, I myself have suffered some terrible rages. (laughs) And I think that's probably something that, like, is definitely pertinent to me. Like, I'm not someone who I think explodes outwards all the time, but bottles it. And then when I do, it's very overly aggressive over stuff that might seem minor at the time, but it's, like, built up. And I'm I'm not proud of that, but it's something that, like, definitely I know within myself I want to work on kind of why like I topic like wanted to cover the series is what can be fixed, you know, what can be changed or worked
1: on. I think I think a lot of people deal with anger differently though, like you deal with it by bottling it up and I know a lot of people do and I think maybe I'm the opposite, like little mm. things evoke like a quick flash in the pan reaction that seems maybe a bit over the top
0: but then it's gone, but then it's gone.
1: Mm. Um and I I don't I mean generally hold on to that kind of stuff in quite the same way, so I'm not sitting on this this thing that's made me really angry for a period of time and then have this one other little thing be the, the, the spark yeah. that sets fire to the tinder that is my anger. It just, it, it comes, like I think maybe the emotions on the sleeve is, and there's pros and cons to both, um, you know, reacting the way you do where maybe you get to mull it over more. Like yeah, there's certainly yeah. been times where I've been like, man, I really didn't need to get shitty or like angry about that because it's so... It almost feels dishonest
0: sometimes, though. Like, I definitely know I think things of, like, especially people, like, interpersonal reactions. You think ill of someone over something they've, you know, slighted you for and you hold a grudge. And then, um, I mean, I definitely, like, I always grew up hearing about, like, Scottish heritage. Like, my Scottish heritage of like, the clan Wars <laughs> and blood feuds. And, like, I definitely have these, like, deep grudges that I hold for years and years and years. And then, like, we talk about them and I rationalize them and go, that was stupid, you know. You and I both talked about, like, ex-flatmates. Yeah. Um, like, I had one when I very first moved to Wellington who she, I had all these things to say and hate about her. And, you know, poor me, she was horrific. And then I started analyzing and going, you know, I wasn't perfect. You know, I was new to flatting. I wasn't. Probably that I didn't deal with it or communicate, and I think I think time does heal all wounds, and anger is definitely something that needs time. But you lose that rationality. I don't know,
1: like I mean, I think you. I'm going to use your quote here, which is yeah. like when you forgive people, you don't forgive them for them. You do it like you don't do it for them. Just you do just it to fully you.
0: attribute that quote, that was something a friend said to me when I was um, dealing with some personal stuff. She she helped me and um, said that to me. She basically said, "Yeah, it's like it's not for." forgiving them is not for them it's
1: for you and it's very true i think i think think that's the thing right like i I also had a flatmate you know probably one of the first was the first flat i ever moved into and and she she moved in with me and my mate and we uh, i think things were fine to start with but like the crux of it was like her best friend or one of her very very good friends was like slowly dying from cancer and i think it was later that year that she actually ended up passing away and at the time, I was pretty blasé, and I kind of didn't give a shit about this, that, and the other thing. And she had come from, like, a very warm family home where, like, you know, there was it was a bit more regimented, whereas this was two dudes who had moved out of homes like that and been like, yeah, we can do whatever we want. Yeah. Like, let's make a this pizza. This is
0: unimportant. Let's, let's leave it. Yeah, let's yeah. make a
1: pizza at 3 in the morning and then forget about it and yeah. come out in the morning and it's like a black disc the size of a poker chip. A you know, coal sphere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, like we really clashed heads and it came to a point and she ended up moving out and I I don't feel great about it but I think later on in life when I touched base with her and was just like hey look you know I was a bit of a shithead she kind of said I don't know if she verbatim said the same thing but I think she just said like it's in the past we were both going through some stuff and like let's move on but it took I mean it took years for me to just like rationalize and be like you know what maybe i was not and again that forgiveness
0: of perfect. yourself almost like let go of the anger well let yeah go of the frustration and go you know I don't, I don't need to put
1: that or target put that on her head anymore and it was like i was like what does this do yeah what does it do for me all it does is like someone mentions this person or i see this person or i see something about this person and suddenly i'm bitter and angry and like why what's the point it's yeah. just like there's so many other things you could be using your time and energy on.
0: I think that's interesting too, because like I think it's it's intriguing how many emotions are tied up with anger. I think when I look at it, I don't just see oh I was angry. At so much time that anger, anger then leads to guilt. I mean, again, I I don't want to keep like attributing these horrifically cringy quotes, but like Yoda, <laughs> like, like hate leads to anger, anger leads to suffering, leads to blah blah blah. Yeah, but he also said, "Do or do not. There is no try." Did he? <laughs> Oh, maybe. Someone's going to correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> no, no, but like, I, um... Oh, man, I had, I had like a Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 quote lined up in my head, and I just oh, can't... No. no, that's right, I have it now. Oh, dear. That history is written by the victor. Um, oh, and it's probably from someone actually much more... Uh, powerful and interesting in history than of duty modern warfare 2 but that's where i got it from do you know so. what though
1: i think i think that's that i mean i hate to keep talking about me but my, my no, most recent flat not. situation got pretty messy and you know i don't want to go into the specifics of it but i think yeah. the one thing that i took away from that was like when we overheard the flatmates that we were disagreeing with talking to their friends about us their friends were always so sympathetic to their cause and going oh you know look we're so sorry to hear that. Yeah, they are terrible people. Fuck them. Whereas when, you know, we were talking to our friends about it, our friends would empathize with us and go, yeah, you know what? You're right. They are such terrible people. We, we feel so bad. Fuck them. And it was just like, there's no, it's not really reasonable discourse in the same way because like all it is is the person that's feeling afflicted by these other people telling people who are on the same team how they feel. Like it's, it's, it's not the victors, I suppose, but it's the same thing you don't get the other the other side of the argument right yeah
0: you, you don't get the other side of the mirror you're, yeah. you're on your side of the looking glass and that's it yeah and, um i think that's something that's something that's something um, that's it something it's something that definitely needs to be looked at in society and in a personal level as well i mean we deal with a lot of things in new zealand where you hear a lot about things like um like domestic violence and um yep. family abuse and spousal abuse and even like elder abuse and um without going too far into these things because they're pretty horrific topics yeah. and again warning we are going to probably talk about some dark topics so if this is something that personally hits close to home now I, probably the time to maybe just yeah places. i just sound like
1: like cliche but like if it triggers you, like. I, I mean it like in the most genuine way genuine way, like way yeah, if this is something that you are not comfortable hearing and I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I mean yeah. for a lot of these things i bet we'll just we'll kind of just skirt around them and just just acknowledge that these are things that exist yeah you know again if you want if you want the if you want the opinion of someone who is qualified to give advice and discuss this then i i strongly recommend you seek that out and if you're experiencing these things i mean there are help channels out there and i know yeah, that i've got a
0: couple of um resources
1: yeah. here on the screen which are like we're going to talk about a bit later about
0: some anger management resources because i know i think a lot of these things like Um, Anger management or depression, or if you're suffering something like abuse, um, it is very hard to sometimes reach out and get the help you need. Um, I've definitely myself have definitely gone through some pretty dark waves of depression for sure. And if I didn't have my support systems, like people like Jack here, or um, you know, other friends or family, or even just like you know, uh, moot third parties. Um, it would be a lot harder to cope with in terms of just, like, finding the right foot forward. Or esca- and sometimes it is just, like, a little bit of
1: a yarn, you know? It's, it's as simple as, like, a biscuit and a coffee sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Or, I mean, like, escapers and or the escape from whatever your reality is can manifest itself in so many different ways, and I feel that we're straying a bit off topic here, yeah, but I mean, yeah. you know, for me, it's it's modelling, and it's like if I've had a really bad shitty day and I feel down and terrible, I've got these things I can go yeah. to, you know, if it's if it's going and sitting at my desk and modelling for an hour or whatever. and
0: that, that is something good about
1: anger, I think, is
0: that I always feel whenever I'm furious or I like really feel in the red mist come down, it's almost like a drive to be productive. I definitely feel like I've achieved the most i mean they're
1: crunched that's vengeance i swear that's ve- that's what vengeance is yeah it's like, well, like it's that like wrathful that, spirit yeah, yeah that that anger drives you sorry i know we've like flip-flopped between very serious topics but like that hatred and that anger driving you to do something or be something more is almost like the definition of what wrath is where like it's perverted justice and and that's justice in like a loose term where yeah. you see that as being I, I don't know like someone says you're a failure. And you're like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to go and do... Yeah, I'm going to turn it towards
0: productivity. I'm yeah, going like, better I... myself. You're exactly. Like, fuck you. I'll, I'll achieve more. I'll show you. It's like, that. <laughs> that's that spitefulness coming. Eat your words. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah, And I think you and I, I mean, you've given me the quote, um, like, get the poison out. Like, we've definitely had our... I think feet.
1: you gave me that quote, and I just said it back to you more times than you've said it to me. Okay, but... well, I attribute <laughs> it to you um
0: Suck. but i always hear like get the poison out like whenever you and i have a vent shabbat whatever it is yeah it could be something minor like this fucking you know someone hit my car and i'm having a shit day well, minor but
1: yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, no no i know what you mean and then
0: like getting the poison out means we don't turn it on our loved ones or we don't turn it towards the people you know we care about we don't turn it on some innocent you know some random dude that you know we don't go to countdown
1: and punch flip a out or... of the
0: self-checkout <laughs> over a bag of rice yeah
1: Fucking hell!
0: Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that that is something I do want to touch on. We're not going to go into too much detail to date
1: this podcast. Sorry, can I just just quickly? There's yeah. like a car at the traffic lights that I can see out the window. Yeah and he's like flashing his high beams and like putting his car in reverse and into neutral like rolling backwards and forwards they do like, the definition of spite or like wrath i don't know what the fuck what is the uh, first of all i don't think it's related to wrath what the fuck is this person doing anyway yeah, what does he want to achieve <laughs> he was a crash anyway but that's
0: that's i think uh, that's that's turning it almost back to like what we know of wrath is like when you feel that anger that boiling like, i definitely feel it as a very definitive sensation like almost like a fizzing hot, i mean the hot head the fizzing the boiling blood, like all these metaphors. Your vision, and this yeah. is like
1: real anger, like tunnel vision. You know, I don't think I've experienced this since like oh, I was going to say since like college, pure but, rage, like, the pure, the like pure. Swan. Yeah, yeah. Since I saw you uh, <laughs> <laughs> this morning, It's like it does it like your your vision narrows. Like there, there are like psych- uh, not psychological, but like physical effects that manifest. Yeah, It yeah. manifests itself. Like the yeah, the your eyes narrow, your heart rate increases. You you like you tense up. It's almost like fight or flight But this is just fight like yeah. it, there's no you know um, and that's something i did put on the draft a little bit is i think
0: sometimes sometimes that that we talk about the positives of anger and that we talk about like basically getting something product like productive out of it or turning it you know i think this comes a time in every man's life where we kind of get to a point where we crave anger there's something i mean there's something to be said for a lot of martial arts or the gym
1: Mm. or like fighting i mean just even just fighting people well it's like people that thrive on confrontation like you know the the, the old like karen analogy of like can i speak to the manager? i'm sure there's people out there that are like they go to uh supermarket or they go to like the warehouse and their sole intention is to is to be obstinate to it to like the nth degree and then stand their ground like it's literally like that's their hill to die on Yes, is, yeah. Why don't you have this in white?
0: Yeah, and also the people we've talked about, like, um, uh, especially in, like, war and, like, po- politics, you have people with these um, political beliefs that, like, or, like, flat earthers is a good example. Uh, you know, pack of fucking... Are you telling re-
1: me the earth isn't flat?
0: Yeah, well, anyway, pack of fucking dickheads, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. You know, I'm probably... Controversial! It's like, oh, no, unfriend me <laughs> if you're a flat earther. <laughs> Big loss. Um, but, like... That pack of people, it's like they're very obstinate. Is a good word, obstinate. Like they just stand their ground on the stupidest fucking things. <laughs> the think, they fervent belief. You almost use that to look at
1: other people's point of view.
0: Yeah, like the aggression of the like, of the interaction is almost what they look forward to more than the actual the real point. Or What's, like what they're
1: getting at. I'm trying to think of the analogy, but it's 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 like it's like when you're a kid and you're like, I want it, I want it, I want it, and you, you like, fight and argue and spit and scream and shit your pants in the supermarket, (laughs) and you're, you know, for your parents to buy you this thing, and then you get home, and you don't eat it, or, like, you don't play with it, and it's like, what was the point? Like, I do wonder if flat earthers go home, and they're just like, I know the earth is round. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just like I like the I like the argument. He, he goes
0: home and spins his globe in his <laughs> yeah. study. And he goes Sipping a whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> his oak bookcases and his There's no way Flat Earth has oak bookcases. They don't have taste.
1: M- um, MDF. <laughs> Raw
0: M D F Anyway. But yeah, it's um it's something that definitely I think I've definitely found myself getting very angry over very stupid things. And I think even children are the same in that <laughs> would would literally letting the moment pass and being a little more zen about it lead to ultimate, you know, nirvana? You know, you almost have, like, the Buddhist belief there. It's like... the I mean, even... even, even I said I wouldn't bring it back to the religious theocracy kind of things, yeah, but here we go. So even, Jesus, even Jesus, like, the turn-the-other-cheek mentality, yeah, where it's like the peaceful approach ultimately gives you
1: peace, you know, even if other people seek to harm you or cause conflict yeah. or cause danger to you. But I think that's what I was saying before is, like, you know... Your, your maybe not measured but like your approach to like if you're jaded or gypped by someone isn't to like lash out and harass them it's to like sit on it. It gives you that measured response time, and I know. To be think, fair,
0: I don't think that's the
1: case with me. I, th- I think that's what I, that's the ideal
0: approach that would be. But good. you just you brew on it, and I you, brew on it, yeah. and I fucking I do get petty and cruel, and I don't I don't mean to be there, and I do recognise that with myself, and that's when anger does turn to those other emotions like guilt, self hatred, uh, depression. It flows into so many other little, like, you know, nerve centers in the brain.
1: (laughs) Interestingly enough, sorry, I just want to go back to the craving anger thing. Because we were talking about, you know, like, in later life, you start doing, like, martial arts or going to the gym or whatever. I do wonder if that's just another way of, like, getting the poison out. I think so. You recognize in yourself that there is that fire that doesn't... Yeah. Oh, God, I sound so cringy saying a fire within yourself. There are two wolves constantly fighting. (laughs) I love that two wolves. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, you know, you recognize that there's, like there's something in you that, that can be evoked and, and it, it probably scares you. So you're like, you know what? I'm going to sate that anger by going to the gym and like running on the treadmill, punching a punching bag. But I, think or like, that's
0: the, I think that's the directing it to something productive. That's, that's the directing it to something good mm, and, yeah. and getting it out in a cathartic way. Exactly. It doesn't hurt others.
1: What I'm saying is you're a better person. If you go to the gym,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'd agree. Um, I, I know I see a lot of my friends talking on Facebook about like uh, martial arts, like, uh, like Muay Thai or kickboxing yeah. or, um, even just, like, standard, you know, boxing. And I always see them as people that have, you know, like, that outlet. It's a, it's a, it's a healthy avenue to get aggression out. Yeah. And even things like sparring, you don't hate the man on the other side of you in a spa, or, like, you don't hate the punching bag. You, you, you're getting that... That taught physical animal well, anger out. It's, it's
1: interesting, like you watch like I mean, and look, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the wrong thing here because I don't watch sportball and stuff on TV. <laughs> but like, you know, when you watch um like rugby players, no, not even rugby players, that's a bad analogy, but like I don't know, the Conor McGregor fights, what does he fight? Like, w not W F UFC? UFC. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. We there's this, this is posturing around like before a fight, they're like, Man, fuck this person, their whole family's rubbish, you know, like there's this real anger and like it's oh like, no, they do
0: the face up when they like yeah, meet, meet each other in the press hall they they're and they're trying, like, 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 try and like face to face trying to
1: thrash at each other a little, it's basically little bit basically a hongi but not quite and it's like there's <laughs> this is posturing around them hating each other and it's like how much of this is just for the cameras and shit like yeah. do you really hate each other like I don't I don't know I mean maybe maybe it's beneficial maybe it makes you more angry but yeah. it's like I think anger clouds judgment
0: and, watched, like, I watched that thing recently with I mean talking about sport I watched that thing recently about the TT and um, it's really interesting hearing about the rivalries of motorsport races. I think they cover a pretty wide spectrum. Like you get the races that actually did hate each other and fucking hated each other. But then you get the races that have this great rivalry lasting, you know, 20, 25 years, and it's nothing if not like consummate sportsmen and professionals.
1: Like who did who did Cena? I don't I'm, know the I movie. Don't know. I'm trying to think of the movie where. There's a movie called Cena. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a movie. Oh, well, it's not the movie, but like, the the other racer that he yeah he like. You know you know, like after the race they shit, I don't know. I, I know, know who you mean. But like they didn't the they didn't actually hate each other. Yeah. Like the ballad of Ricky Bobby where um <laughs> yeah. he wants his face, breaks his arm. First of the yeah. okay. you and I okay,
0: like we're trying to stay on topic, but something you and I both share that we love is Step Brothers, right? Like the movie Step Brothers. I've never Wolf seen it. I don't think I've ever seen it. Don't that movie. you dare <laughs> John C. Reilly, um Directed by Adam McKay, I think.
1: Yep.
0: Anyway, that that movie is like the definition of I think, like 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 a, a male friendship, as there's like aggression, hatred, betrayal, and then true love and brothership Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like <laughs> true, yeah, like true camaraderie. And I, I think that's like kind of a fun microcosm of a
1: movie. I do, I do like that. Step Brothers has almost nothing to do with Wrath, but we managed to slip it. Up. We managed to slip it. Yeah. Well, I can't like, have you as a guest great, and not talk about Step Brothers. Great movie, by the way, guys. Please watch Step Brothers, uh, yeah. especially the extended cut. Yeah.
0: I, th- I still think we should do our cut, where we cut all the deleted scenes in, <laughs> and take everything from all cuts of it into one
1: horrific, badly paced... Keep, keep, keep your eyes on Studio's podcast for more updates on that one, guys. <laughs> um, um, should we move on to the next kind of section? Well, first,
0: first before we move on to... We're going to do some QA from fans. Our uh, two fans. And a quick
1: word from our sponsor. And a quick word from our sponsor.
0: Um, but first, I just want to cover, just in case you are feeling any severe feelings of anger management problems whether it's in your life, in your relationship, um, towards, you know, towards your work, any, any sort of, you know, if you can't get control, um, maybe have a look at some external resources. I think it's um, important to talk to us, even if you want to just send the group a PM, like the Seven Sins Modern Man Facebook page, just to get it out. All, all comments are confidential, you know, if it's a private message. Um, or talk to your friends and family, but just don't stay quiet about it. Cause I think these things, I think New Zealand men in particular, I mean, you've obviously seen all the ads over the last years about depression. Yeah. Um, um, New Zealand men are fucking hesitant to like talk. And I've I mean, men in general are bad, but
1: man, yeah. Yeah.
0: Something about our like culture of, um, we're pretty, we're pre- I think we're a pretty tough bunch. Should we bunch. Yeah. And like, I think coming from where we come from historically, we're like tough self, you know, self. Um, sufficient communities do you how do you, how do, you do this do you have like a link down the bottom or I'll probably put a link in the um, Facebook page but I've basically got uh, Nz seems like a really good resource for anger management um, and I also found a pretty good page on healthnavigator.org.nz but I'll put the links um, in the Facebook probably but the thing is um, you can probably just google anger management and just find some reputable New Zealand links
1: I also think though that it's important to say like if you or anyone you know is experiencing things like domestic abuse like the the subsidiaries or the, or the, the effects of, of people not managing anger in a healthy way, then that's yeah. the other thing that you, you know, maybe we can put some links down the bottom to, to resources that people have. Yeah, for sure. Because I know that that's a really tricky and... And again, I,
0: don't, I think we're kind of like relatively humorous dudes and the podcast is kind of approached. Look at these in a fun light. But like at the same time, these things do happen and yeah. it's a horrific way to take something that's a pretty normal human emotion and turn it in a very unhealthy way towards important people in your life. Yeah. So that is something we do want to just say is like there is um, avenues out there for help and, and support.
1: Generally, this is going to be a funny podcast. Well, we'll hope it's funny. Hope but it's like, funny. <laughs> there's 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 elements where you know obviously we're not taking the piss or, or trying yeah. to make a mockery out of these things. So yeah. hopefully you can understand from the fact that our tones are slightly different when we're talking about these things. It's...
0: Yeah, we're trying. To, we're trying to. Yeah, I guess. I guess looking at being respectful but obviously you and I are voicing the dark side of humour of things so we might <laughs> yeah, joke yeah. about the wrong thing to some people but yeah I think respect is a two-way street we're trying we're trying to be respectful of these situations so just try and be respectful If we say something stupid it's not intended with malicious intent you know
1: unless it's from me to Sergio in which case you, it's definitely got you malicious intent yeah, for sure. gonna kick you under the table.
0: Um, so yeah I think we want to move on to, to some fun questions from our two fans the two <laughs> people that sent me questions It's good being on the first
1: one because all the bad stuff is here.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of them are um, interesting. So, we've got psychoanalysis in the first question. How the
1: fuck do we answer that last one? We'll get there. i will get there.
0: Um, So, how slash have you sublimated your own rage slash wrath against your parents? You can go first. (laughs) No, you can
1: go first on this one.
0: (laughs) Something sublimated is like, I think, turning towards Good. Or, like, coping with? Oh, yeah, no. so
1: I had to Google it. I'll admit <laughs> I'm a big fucking dumb.
0: What does it mean? Uh, in the in the I don't know for Psychoanalytic
1: sure. theory, divert or modify into a culturally higher or socially or more accept- acceptable activity. So I'm assuming what it means is like, Move towards good. Yeah, but your, your own anger towards your parents, how have Fuck. you... I honestly don't...
0: I, I had a lot of anger towards my parents and my stepdad, for sure. Like, being a fucking angsty teenager.
1: Oh, who didn't? But um,
0: growing up, man, you just start to see their struggle as human. Like, when you start paying rent and having to do fucking laundry and dishes, and you start going like, Man, I was a whiny little shit about things that didn't matter. Like... And you start to kind of see the human elements as, like, they don't know all the answers, and therefore they're like us. And they start to do cooler stuff. The older
1: you get, they're like, here, have some beers. You know, my dad did donuts with my brother in the car. Well, allegedly, he won't <laughs> admit that he did it, but my brother was like, they, they hired this, like, Subaru, public for now. Subaru Forester and did, like, donuts in the Ski Field car park at Cadrona. And my dad, like, had the door open, and he was, like, half out of the car. And he, like, he refuses to admit it, but my brother's like, adamant he's like i'm not cool i refuse to admit (laughs) i'm cool (laughs) such a weird thing to
0: refuse to admit i think
1: i think it's interesting that's a really difficult question to answer because i had a really rocky relationship with my parents for the longest time because if you've met me i'm just a fucking cunt and like (laughs) (laughs) it just it was really tough and and i think as i've grown i've just stopped being Mm. such a cunt to them like it just like there's a lot of things i wish i could go back and change and uh, you know i could apologize for but i can't and so i think the way forward is realizing that at least in my situation you know my parents will always love me and i just need to show them the same kindness and respect that i would expect you know like it's just it's just a growth thing like it, there wasn't one quick trick click here and download free spam you know like it was it wasn't one thing it was just like yeah it was just one thing it wasn't one thing sorry
0: and is there anything else you wanted to say about that question or do you think yeah i I figure like parents is basically something most people learn with time
1: um some people never heal the the...
0: yeah and some people have different situations Like the worst my parents ever did for me was maybe like you can't do this thing because it's stupid I, remember I never really had, like, actual, you know, horrific situations. When I was a
1: proper rebellious teenager, I stole wine from my dad's wine cellar, and, like, being the little shit that I was, I didn't really know that these things, not didn't know, but I guess I didn't care, these things had a cost. Yeah. And I later came to know that the first bottle of wine I stole from my dad was a bottle of champagne valued at about $5,000. Oof. And, um, yeah, like, when you're 16 or 17, I don't think you have an appreciation <laughs> for that, but, like,
0: I think that's the other thing, too, is you don't have an appreciation for the whole lot. I mean, it's, like, 18 years to raise a child, you know, minimum. Really, it takes longer. I mean, my mum, my pe- you know, my stepdad and my dad have all helped me a lot longer in adult life. Did things ever get
1: physical between you and your, like, not sexually, like, aggressively, between like, <laughs> you and your... <laughs> what would <was it>, <laughs> well, you sexually. Um, um, between, like, you and your dad In or terms of, like, fighting? Back.
0: Yeah. Oh, there's been times where I want to fucking hit him, that's for Did sure. Did you? Nah, right. nah. I've always, uh... I've had very few fights in my life and most of them have been like sanctioned. Like, you are a big pussy. I understand. Nah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, th- I think like I've had like one fight in town, one fight on a bus and like, <laughs> I've, it's never been family. Like... So
1: you're from Masterland, just in case you did, didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was the bus to town that he had to fight on. Excellent. <laughs> um, I, I think I think
0: honestly, if anyone's feeling rage or right wrath towards your parents and it's not founded in something very serious... It's typically like the older you get, the more you understand them as real people. Well, actually, interestingly enough, the next question is: What's the worst outcome to happen to you from not curtailing your wrath?
1: I so, spent a night in the cells in Wellington Police Station because me and my dad got in a fist fight. Ah, talking about which yeah. was uh, pretty fucking dumb. Yeah, yeah, I still got the bail notice that was like. I I think. Do not offer violence to your father. From an outside perspective, we've been friends since. I think probably your
0: relationship with your dad's definitely healed in a major way. I guess. And he's not a bad person. Yeah, I've never, I've never really seen. And honestly,
1: I don't know how the fuck he put up with me. Like, I I give. I look back now, and I give credit to my parents that they didn't murder me. Like they didn't physically (coughs) alter my DNA by Mm. removing limbs and beating me with them. Like I just. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was. I was a pretty terrible kid. Trying yeah. to think about I'm trying to think about what's
0: the worst outcome to happen from Wrath. It's tricky, like I think of I think mainly of like relationships, man. Like not letting go of stupid shit and just being angry about the wrong things for way too long and getting bitter and resentful of people that were trying their best given maybe the circumstances. You
1: miss you miss opportunities, you miss you miss the chance of personal growth. Like if you're yeah, looking yeah, or maybe on the looking, right path. Yeah. yeah, if you're looking inward with this hatred, you miss like things that come up. And, and, yeah. and that's, I think, you know, I don't have any specific experiences, but I know that...
0: I know I've definitely been angry towards people, or like friends, and been like, I don't want to fucking see them, and I don't want to hang out with them, and like, they must hate me too, and then you find out later it was nothing to them, yeah, and that they were more than happy to talk and hang out, and you, you basically lost a friend or a relationship, or someone because important of to you, because you of your own, yeah, your own self-boiling, you know, which is which is silly, you know, which is like which is definitely one of the major downsides of anger. No one wants to be around an angry fucker who's always angry, you know? It's just not a pleasant emotion to be around. No, then
1: no, no, I don't think it's healthy. Like I was saying before, I mean, yep. you know, like that analogy of it's not for them, it's for you. It's like, yep. it, it isn't, it's not healthy. Like, if you've ever been, if you, I mean, if you've ever been through a breakup, who fucking hasn't, like... You drop weight like nothing else. No gym makes you drop weight like a breakup does. It's fantastic. Well, it's not. But you go. Or gain weight. Yeah, well, so. or, yeah, or gain weight, right? Yeah. But, like, the feelings you have constantly, your, your body is this emotional turmoil of, like, just these shitty feelings. And, like, you stop functioning as a human because you can't do other stuff. You sit in bed fuming. Yeah, you do. You, yeah. You're, like, you don't eat. And then when you do eat, you eat a packet of Oreos and you don't have a shower for three days. And, like it's 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 not i'm not suggesting that it's like a great way to live but it's it goes to show that just it just changes your existence and like if you hold on to anger it might not make you sit in bed need a packet of oreos and not shower for three days but like a little bit of anger repeated over and over and over like these little things you hold on to It starts to, it's like the straw that broke the camel's back. I I
0: think a one, I I gave a pretty non-specific answer before, so I think I want to give something specific. I think in one situation where I think my sister and I had a fight, and like, I think I basically told her, fuck off and get out of my room. And this was pretty young, like, probably like 12, maybe 13. So like, not old enough to, you know, like, I think my sister and I are pretty good close friends now. But like, at the time, I definitely like, was like, fuck off out of my room and pushed her. And I didn't realize there was a plastic bag on the floor. And she like, slipped on the plastic bag and fell over and like I started crying, and immediately it wasn't fuck you, I'm glad you fell over. Immediately it's like guilt, like anger at yourself, like oh I shouldn't have pushed her, like you know what I mean to like ever push like a girl. Fear of
1: repercussions. Yeah, fear of
0: repercussions, like mom's gonna fucking
1: kill me. She's gonna throw the motor um, over. There.
0: My sister hates me, like yeah. I didn't actually wanna make her cry. And like I think like it wasn't like an injury, I didn't I didn't like hit her, it was just a bad situation. I'm so, something, something I remember now, and it's been what, like a decade and a half, you know? It's something that stays with you. It's just like, I fucked up and I hurt someone I love, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And I think that's the thing about anger is like, you don't ever think of something that you were happy for a second in the last 15 years. You know, when you're angry for a second, you cause a repercussion. It lasts forever, man, like in your mind. It's one of those big mistakes that you either learn from or it consumes you, you know?
1: Yeah. I think the next question is a little bit more lighthearted. Um, well, I don't know if it's lighthearted. What's but- the best <laughs> drink at Cobb & Co actually a traffic light? Oh, right. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the other one. Um, I, okay. I didn't actually look into the other one. Oh, right. You? I did a little bit. Oh, okay, well, you bit. can talk about that later. Okay. I just thought that, like, we to yeah, yeah. intercept. You know what? It's not actually like hard. I think this is a very important discussion. And if I can, I just want yeah, to take the reins here. If you think there was a drink better than the traffic light at Cobb Co., I immediately
0: have a a (laughs) counter-argument. No, no, I actually... I didn't go to Common Co. much as a kid. When we went to Common Co. as a kid, we couldn't legally drink. There could have been a better alcoholic... That's That's basically my point, though, is that there probably was a better drink that was alcoholic. So we never experienced it. Okay. So let's preface it by saying, if you're a child and you think there was Uh, a better traffic light... (laughs) For all the children listening... (laughs) the broad child audience if you think there's a better drink than a traffic light um Fight you're me. wrong you're fundamentally incorrect Fight me. and i'll see you in the ball pit <laughs> yeah. at comic i think comic mastodon has gone but i hope it's not i hope it's getting a rebirth um
1: i as a kid i was used to like spiders spiders are lit and like, and like milky drinks like milkshakes and shit and my mom would always be like you can get it but you have to eat your dinner and <laughs> get the drink and drink the whole thing and be like i'm not hungry For me, it's ginger beer, man.
0: I I like ginger beer then, I like ginger beer now. I know you do. (laughs) Um, Okay, we'll briefly talk about the other question, just because I did look into this. Uh, So could you talk about Operation Wrath of God? Um, Operation Wrath of God is the when Mossad chased the perpetuators of the terror attack on the Munich Olympics, I believe. Um, I don't know enough about it. It's a piece of history. I really like learning about these conflict situations or special force operations, so I, that's something I'm definitely going to go read more about. Um, I've seen the movie Munich, and I really liked it, uh, but I don't know enough about the historical ramifications. It was, it was
1: basically, I think, from, from reading uh, the, the Wikipedia article, it was a covert operation directed by Mossad to assassinate the individuals involved in the 1972 Munich massacre. Yeah. Uh, in which eleven members of the Israeli Olympic team were killed. So I think the question probably resolves around the fact that it was a a, a very targeted hit on people who'd done a horrible yeah. crime. It was, yeah. and, and it was, like, it was like I guess it's the it's a, an eye for an eye, but it was it was the need not need you, but it was the reaction to the the killing of 11 innocent people was the hunting down and murdering of... Yeah, and I these. think Mossad
0: is almost famously known for that. Mossad has definitely gone after people for dark things before. And in doing so, are they dark themselves? I don't know. I don't you know. know the,
1: but then the question is, are they a military unit, Mossad? Uh,
0: yeah, I think they're like espionage. Like, kind of like uh, like MI5,
1: Right, CIA. so it's a special ops, secret service. They probably have, like,
0: a military wing. Like I guess a, like the question, a, like a team, though, is like... Yeah.
1: Is it comes down to the an eye for an eye thing and it's like what what other punishment would you give to the people who commit a terror attack? Yeah it's interesting
0: I don't, I don't know it's a very it's like the um it's like the argument around the death penalty it's, it's a tricky one If someone kills someone should they
1: die themselves? Yeah and
0: then it is, are, are we better as a society? You know, for two uh,
1: deaths instead of one?
0: Yeah of and then it's also yeah. like I think there's a lot of people that argue yes you should torture and perpetuate hurt on someone who caused hurt to all these families and it's it's like, I don't know. I really don't know. It doesn't have a clean answer, and that's the problem with it. Yeah. That's why That's why. It, it's, I don't think it ever lasts, yeah I don't
1: think, and, and the problem is, it's like, you might have a really strong opinion about this, and yeah. I might have a really strong opinion about this, and the people that are listening might, but I, I doubt that would ever be, I doubt that would ever fall in the same... Even a Venn diagram of, of opinions, it probably wouldn't even fall within yeah, the same... Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And even even saying, you know, in this situation, this is different than the average murderer. It's like, well, no murder's average. It's like, yeah, it just goes around forever. Yeah. So let's move on <laughs> to something more lighthearted. Like, does um,
1: any hero know their own theme music that we're so accustomed to? I can't think of... I can't now immediately... The only
0: thing I could think of when I have read this question was John Cena is that the first oh.
1: doo, 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 doo.
0: question done like it's yeah, of course like, he knows Yeah, well, you can't pretty, see me yeah, did he choose it like I don't know he wrote it himself you had like a formal meeting I don't John, know if he wrote it himself John Cena sits down with his agent and he goes what what theme song do you want John John slides John, him a tape like,
1: I don't know, John just goes <clears throat> do, do,
0: do. but like trumpets yeah. <laughs> and they're like okay we'll, we'll see what the studio can do and they've got like no, a no, no. dedicated what? mixing desk for John Cena's dudes millions of dollars later. um I couldn't. I couldn't think of anyone else. I genuinely. No. I like, and I, I'm still thinking now. I'm like, did Obama have a theme song? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I mean, maybe we should think of theme songs for our heroes. Maybe we should try and find something for Cinderella. The Ashley Bloomfield theme song. Oh, there was that um hip hop like hip hop lo-fi beats for Ashley Bloomfield. You find the weirdest. I know. Though? Honestly, I love it. I Is love it, it. I don't know if it's a theme song though. No, I think a theme song has to be like you could like, like the John Cena one. You say three seconds of it and you know who you're talking about. Yeah. I went do 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 and you'd know I am talking about John Cena or at least that meme, you know? <laughs>
1: um so, next but, next I think, question. I think fear warning, these questions divulge a little bit away from the concept of wrath. I don't think there's any way to kinda of bring it up. But back. I feel
0: wrathful about a lot of them.
1: Like the, like the next one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Can we justify listening to Nirvana in the Year of um, Our Lord twenty twenty? No Okay that, this, this is why I'm wrathful I don't, I don't care <laughs> I think honestly people Music is so subjective man There's people listening to fucking Roth Or however you fucking pronounce it Nice man Deskarts No that's
1: good It's good to do research full... Before you
0: say words <laughs> <laughs> But like There's people that are still listening to You know 1700s loot You know I'm sure there's people What's that
1: Filthy freak video Like caveman music yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: Like I feel I feel like music is entirely subjective Yeah Yes, you can be objectively, this was a bad tuning of a guitar, but is it objective that the song's bad for it? I don't know. I also think that, like... <laughs> that's I, not talking about Nirvana, by the way. That's just generalising. No, but I... I, <sighs> I like Nirvana, personally. Like, I listen to Lithium quite frequently.
1: I just I just think that it, like... It's like live and let live. Like, anyone that's, like, really hateful... Like, to bring it back to Wrath, anyone that's really, like, angry and spiteful... I mean, is anger even Wrath? Ang- wrath is, like wrath is anger fundamentally but it's like wrath is like putting it back on someone else but like if anyone's really furious about the shit other people listen to i
0: actually do have an analogy for this um when i was in boarding school i remember it was basically you either like r&b or rap like you know like uh, american music music. yeah american music or like that, that that subculture or you like metal those are the two genres and anything else is not valued and if you don't like what i like you're not valued and I remember it being a real big thing, like, some kids were into System of a Down, and the rest weren't, and some kids were into um, Kanye, and others weren't, and it was like a real big divide. It's like and society t- at a yeah. micro
1: level. And then it's I look ridiculous. at my
0: Spotify now, and it's like, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this, a little bit of that.
1: Elizabethan like, opera coupled with Kanye. Yeah,
0: with some, like, really strange cafe dark jazz I was joke with my mates about. I don't know, I think,
1: and, and, and memeing on it is another thing. You know, yeah. like like memeing about music that could be maybe seen as being objectively bad, as funny. Yeah. You know, like young Justin Bieber, like 2013, that's Justin weird. Bieber yeah. was like, he was reviled as like, girls loved him, and all the guys were like, oh, what a dumbass, this sucks. And personally, the first time I ever listened to him, I did think he was a girl, but that's beside the point. And I think that like memeing on music is just maybe the objectivity of it. But,
0: I also think, like, later in life, sometimes you fucking find you joke about a song so much, you start loving it. I remember Vitas. Um, we used to play that ha <laughs> ha song so often, it became, like, a staple. Be- yeah, 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 that one. It became, like, a staple of every party at our flat would play that yeah. without a fail. Um, and stuff like, um, I'm on this, like, Discord server at the moment, we always play... That Hall & Oates song, Out of Touch. Well, what
1: about like Crazy Frog? Crazy Frog was like almost like, the first meme music video. Where yeah, it was, red like, tones and he shit. Everyone was like, what the fuck is this? Like old people were like, what the fuck? And my dad was singing Crazy Frog in the car. You know, like... <laughs> For the last 10 years. <laughs> today. <laughs> he <won't>, today <laughs> he was singing Crazy <laughs> Frog. He won't stop. <laughs> he won't learn. Yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting one. I think the next question's good though. Yep. Do you want to read it? What is the best instant noodle? Now, I've got a really good answer to this. I've got a couple. Yep. You go. I like, no. Uh, I, like, <laughs> I, like, I like noodles. <laughs> no. Um. Okay. Personally, I think that you can't go wrong with just goring, Like,
0: I think it's if I think it's it's like it's like first taste of a real
1: packet of noodles. Yeah, it's like for like Maggi. dried <laughs> yeah. peas and carrot. Yeah, boy, boys like Maggi chicken. I me, mean, like, like me me goring. Yeah, I think for me, the barbecue chicken goring is like because fundamentally what's the what's it called like the gateway it's, it's like the, the gateway yeah. gateway drug to real noodles biggering is the gateway drug to like all the east asian you hit an interesting noodles. remix
0: though you told me about today that yeah. I'm very
1: excited to try so you take any instant noodle doesn't matter and you substitute the noodles for udon noodles which I love now if you, if you don't like udon noodles um, it won't work for you stop listening to the podcast and, and unfriend me um, and Sergio too. you specifically but, but like you, you mix it all with the udon noodles instead and I think it's fantastic and often what I did with the barbecue chicken one is I'd take like shredded chicken or cook some chicken and like cook the flavouring through it and cook it with the udon noodles and it takes a meal that's fundamentally not very healthy it doesn't give you much sustenance and it turns it into a meal that's a bit more I think, I think
0: you could jazz noodles up so much like recently i made some meagering and i diced up some streaky bacon into it and it
1: just adds so much to the dish i like i like adding <laughs> my um, like cuisine i Watermark. like adding coriander yeah uh like dried coriander cooking it in with the noodles yeah. and then also adding um i think you have chives no um spring onion and and egg like fried i think
0: there's a point there's like kind of like a spectrum of basically instant noodles to ramen
1: yeah and you're yeah. starting to get some more well, tools. it's, just, it's yeah. just like it's just shitty ramen like yeah. it's still yeah,
0: yeah. I mean I, I'm I think I'm pretty blessed in that we live I've lived or flattered next to two Asian supermarkets in Wellington the one in Kilbirni and Yans in near Web Street oh yep yep and um Yans is great by the for way for sure go to, go to Yans. yeah if you go to yeah. Yans, there's, there's fucking enough noodles to cover the horizon um <laughs> basically I, okay so my opinion is that you can't go on Omega because it's the gateway drug to real noodles Yeah. But, once you're at that point where you want to experiment and get a little crazy, a little kinky with once it... Once you've
1: done the equivalent of noodle
0: meat. And, and, and Dylan, if you're listening, I spent so <laughs> fucking long on Google Images trying to find my favourite noodles. So I don't know what they're called. It's a blue square bowl. Um, <laughs> with and I finally, but I finally found them. So my favourite instant noodles are China Doll Garlic. And it took me so long to find the packet. It's basically a blue square bowl one... Um, and it only I've only ever seen it at Yan's so far, and it's so good. It's so yum. Um, it's very
1: much an eat on its own noodle, and you're fine. You don't need to add anything to it. Yeah, I think a lot of those, um, a lot of those Japanese brands, and maybe other East Asian brands that that make some kind of the of, Korean ones are real good. Yeah, yeah, ones that you see at, like Japanese truck stops and stuff, where like they're they're a bit more wholesome than just. Like starchy car, like carbohydrate noodles, and some sugar water, like as as a seasoning sachet. It's
0: almost like it's like a broth, and they have noodles as almost like a a side. There's a
1: really good video of um the guy who plays Filthy Frank, George Joji, doing a collab with First We Feast, the guy from um I can't remember his name, the the host from Hot Ones. Oh, Sean Evans. Sean Evans, yeah, 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 yeah. And they go to like a like this this like japanese mini mart in downtown new york and they're talking about like these noodles mm. and they've got like bits of uh potato in yeah. them and stuff like that like the cup noodles but the desiccated potato not desiccated but the dried potato turns into this like, like really light delicious potato and like no. i was looking at it, and, and like the, the the broth doesn't even look like broth it looks like gravy and i'm like that looks like good two minute noodles yeah like instant noodles so I I remember
0: remember, remember once we went to the supermarket, though, and I was super poor, and I had, like, I had enough to buy a 30 box (laughs) of Yum Yum Duck, and at the time, at the time, I was a big fan of the Yum Yum Duck noodles, (laughs) and after 20 packets or so of Yum Yum Duck over, like, a month, I don't even think it was a month, that's being optimistic, it was, like, two weeks, yeah, (laughs) I was fucking sick of Yum Yum Duck, (laughs) so, my advice, if you're going down the route of
1: experimentation of noodles diversify your portfolio try all of them except (laughs) the ones that always have like a chicken or a small child spitting flames those ones will burn if you're a fan of spice
0: Uh, yeah even the chicken spitting flame (laughs) will put you through your paces but um it's good it's good i like the next
1: question um you can read this one i read the last one what's What's the
0: the worst (laughs) what's the worst thing you've ever done for the right reason
1: I, like, I, I kind of wish that I'd had more time to prepare for this one because I feel like there's a lot of analogies that I yeah. can pray, pray on. I could bring up... <laughs> Jesus, that's weird. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of analogies that I could use where, where, that, that would fall into this category. I think that's a really great question Yeah. Um, because I, I think that it, it basically it, it treads the line of what is good and what is right, like what is moral yeah. and what is just and it's like that's where I think the opposite of that, or like the people that are on the receiving end of that are often people who generate the emotion of wrath. You know, like, just off the top of my head, like a military operation where you can save one company, but not another, you know, and then the people that you can't save, if they survive, they start to like hate you or something like that. Kind of like the definition of hard choices. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Like the worst thing you've ever done for the right reasons could be something like deciding to switch off your you know your grandma's life support or like you see, you witness a car crash yep. and and there's one person who's like alive but clearly gonna die yeah, and then there's one person who's, who's for sure yeah Go who's like well you, you said your dad chris is a as, a as a paramedic or stepdad chris is a paramedic and he said some pretty shit
0: yeah and i think like if you look at the the concept of triage in general it's like we prioritize the one who's closest to Got dying the- or,
1: like, got the best chance of survival, Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. If they're,
0: if they're going to die, like, that's it. you got to kind of, like, and they past it. the
1: point of no return or not? Yeah,
0: it's tricky. It's real tricky. Or, like, I think... I think, a good question. I think to bring back to the question, I mean, we can go to the t- super macro level and look at those really hard choices. Mm. Um, I mean... Do you have your own
1: experience? You actually... But I guess, I guess,
0: like, yeah, bring it back down to the micro. Like, I think... I think for me, the worst thing I've ever done that I find the hardest every time it's happened, and it hasn't happened often... Is probably letting go of a friend, like literally just not ghosting, but like acknowledging that your the friendship will suffer through prolonged contact. Like literally working out we can't be friends forever. It's toxic to me. It's toxic to you. Um, it's like a slow, long breakup. And I think that applies to relationships too. Like uh, like a intimate relationship as well. I think that I've definitely had that where I'm where I'm going. Like it's for the right reasons, but fuck, it doesn't make it any easier. <laughs> yeah yeah like i think it's good for us but jesus and i've talked to someone recently i'm not going to bring up names um who has been going through a real tough time with a breakout jesus um and i think that's like ultimately it's going to be a healthy move yeah it's going to be a healthy move but um boy it's not a fun process or a fun journey while you're on it and it's a hard hard road to stomach sometimes
1: yeah, and I've heard plenty of analogies like, Oh, I cheated on my girlfriend, so I'm gonna break up with her and stuff like that and it's like you know, you know, where it's like it's like there's just no it's almost like there's no clear winner. Like there's not a good there's no yeah, it's a messy yeah. answer, yeah. so And no one's a
0: good guy, no one's a bad guy, it's not it's
1: not that black and white, it's very grey. But then but then it's objective because someone might look at it from outside and be like of the mindset that no you are the bad guy or no they're the bad guy or something yeah
0: that's i guess that's where personal ethics come in you know is it is what you've done okay yeah and that's the tough thing
1: it's like it's actually really good questions to be fair when i looked at this all i looked at was the Cobb co and the instant noodles one um didn't so, expect like real thought yeah, provoking.
0: yeah yeah no some of them are really good but let's read the last one together
1: three two one what's,
0: what's that, that smell? smell i don't know like a nice room it's honestly like lightly perfumed for all
1: I reckon it's Regret <laughs>
0: <laughs> Regret by Dolcio Gabbani <laughs> sort of running. uh no I can't smell anything really
1: yeah I don't know maybe it smells like it, a clean house yeah coffee <laughs> yeah we've got yes. coffees here just so we don't fall asleep
0: that was uh, part one of the Wrath episode of Seven Modern Men and stay tuned for part two